Good morning, everyone. Welcome to EMS Advocates' latest podcast. Uh, regardless where you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and I hope you guys are all being safe. So this episode of EMS Advocate is trying to help us understand how we can better advocate for EMS. Yes, this is somewhat based in the United States, but I think the idea would be valid uh, anywhere in the anywhere in the world for EMS. Uh, advocacy. First off, in the U.S., where does our authority, where does our rules, where do our policies and procedures mostly come from? And they're starting, or they start at the federal level, the Department of Transportation. I know that for those of you who maybe are new to EMS, that sounds like uh, odd. Where would we be? How would we get there? Why wouldn't we be under, you know, Department of Health and Human Services? And it really goes back to the days when ambulance ambulance drivers were drivers. They drove a vehicle. And so we were kind of put under that DOT. And there's some people that say, well, nobody else really wanted us. And that may be true. But lo and behold, we are still under the Department of Transportation at the federal level. And if you want more information about that, it's really easy. It's ems.gov. They allow multiple members of not only the general public, but all aspects of EMS care, fire, fire only, EMS only, fire rescue, hospital base, nursing, to actually sit on a board and you help make decisions at the federal level. Now, in saying that, that these are federal strategic policies. They don't make protocol decisions on the ambulance. They give scope of practice ideas and scope of practice uh, modalities, maybe educational upgrades that they feel are important but they're not making patient care decisions at the local level. Those are, these are very strategic 50,000 foot, 100,000 foot views. So then we move to the state level. At the state level, most states, not all, but most states have a office of EMS in some iteration or form. Uh, some states, you fall under different departments. I know uh, one state falls under the Department of Senior Services, and that's where their EMS office is plugged in. Um, others are standalone offices where they have their own ability to stand up an office. You know, here I am in Alabama where we have a pretty large uh, office of EMS at the state level where, you know, you can get somebody on the phone, you can talk to them, and, you know, they have, you know, experts in training, experts in certification, uh, not only for personal, but, you know, for uh, agencies as well. So, you know, you get the whole realm of possibilities there state to state. Now, again, some agencies are very small, some agencies are much a little larger. Now, how do we get advocacy at the federal level, the state level, the regional, and the county level? Well, we have to reach out and talk to people. And it's kind of funny because EMS people, most of us are alpha people, A-type people. We are talkers. We're, tell me your story. Tell me why you called 911. Tell me what's going on. Now, that's a little bit stereotypical, but as a whole, most of us are those people. You know, there's a few of us that, you know, a little introverted and quiet, but as part of our job, we have to talk to people. So I think that it's important for us to understand that we need to talk to our leaders, talk to our elected officials. Um, I've said it before on these podcasts that we have to reach out to our elected officials, even if they don't understand the policy, they don't understand the procedure, they don't understand why we do something. This is your chance to talk to them. And this may be a local, very local official. Maybe it's you want to do a stop the bleed initiative in a local school. 
and you get some feedback of, well, you know, that you. Excuse me one second. Sorry about that. I had something in my throat. Um, you know, you may get some blowback from a local school system that says, well, you know, the chance of us having an active shooter is very low. And, you know, you have to provide them with some numbers. Hey, these are the rate of school shootings. And it doesn't have to be an act of violence. It could just be an accident. You know, explain of how, you know, an average patient could bleed to death in three to five minutes. And maybe your local response time is more than three to five minutes. And, you know, things like that. And maybe you start at a school board level, a county commission level, a town council level. And you start there. And, again, maybe you have a friend network that from church or from school or from your neighborhood that, hey, that guy, my friend I went to high school with, he's now an elected official. And, you know, that's maybe an in. And you do have to kind of work the system sort of, you know, I hate to use that terminology, but that's what we're doing. And when you compare EMS, the profession, to nursing or fire rescue are the most common uh, you know, comparisons, mostly because between nursing and fire department services, they've been around over 100 years. And they have networks, they have political action funds, uh, they have political action committees that are funded that help them have a presence at federal levels, state levels, and sometimes even at the regional level. So how do we do that? Well, one of the bigger ones in the U.S. is the NAEMT. Um, By the way, I do not work for the NAEMT. I have been an advocacy person for them in the past, but I do not get paid by them. Um, The National Association of EMTs, National Association of Emergency Medical Technicians, has has an arm of their uh, uh, an arm of their agency, it's better term it, is advocacy. That's all they do. And they've even formed a political action committee where you could donate just like any other political fund. And why is they're trying to get more presence in Washington and where the laws are made and where the scope of practice changes and things like that. So, you know, that's just one ability of the NAEMT. Now there's many, many others. That's just probably the easiest one to find information. And again, if you'd like more information, ems.gov for the federal, uh, naemt.org is another one for the National Association of EMTs. Even National Registry, you know, yes, they're more of a certifying body, uh, the National Registry of EMTs. Um, they're an educational oversight body, a certification body, but they do advocate and are part of pushing out what EMS can do, what they can't do, what they should do, what they shouldn't be doing. And all these things are important. So when you're thinking about advocacy, think about who you can talk to, who you need to talk to, and start from there. And if you do get a phone call back and say, well, I just don't have time this week, that's okay. Take a deep breath. It only hurts for a second to say to, to hear the word no and say, no problem, thank you for your time, and can we reschedule this for a month you know, you know, from now? And go from there. But when you do get in front of these people, you may have to explain why you're there. Well, I just thought all EMS agencies were paid. I, I don't understand volunteer you know, departments and how those work. So you may have to do a little bit of you know, professional explanation of what the profession is and what you need help with. And so m- many times have a plan when you go to these offices and understand 
Either time is short, you may only get five or 10 minutes, so have a plan, understand some high points, and also always have a leave behind. Um, uh, you know, a piece of paper or a small binder that has your highlights, and they may only give you five minutes, but you say, hey, thank you so much for your time, and by the way, I'm leaving behind this chunk of papers with my contact information, some highlights of our conversation, and maybe some things we couldn't get to. If you have time, call me back, email me, have anybody in your staff. And one thing to remember, normally the higher you get, maybe an elected senator, an elected house representative at the federal or even state level, you may not meet with them personally. So don't be um, kind of, you know, put off that you didn't get to meet with the person, but you got to meet with their chief of staff or one of their, you know, their, their liaisons. Well, that's good. At least you're in the door. At least it's working. But, you know, don't get put off by that. Well, I couldn't get to meet with the governor. I could only meet one of her staff members. Okay, who cares? At least you're getting your word out. You're getting your point across. And you're getting at least in the door. So, again, EMS advocate trying to give you the tools and the understanding to be a better advocate for the EMS profession. Again, if you have any uh, questions you'd like to ask, if you'd like to reach out and do a collaborative podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Be safe, have a great day, and be the model for change. Thank you.